0: This is KP and this is Kai and, and this, this is you have me at fraud, fraud. Boop, boop. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the speaker, commenter, expert, or host. They do not explicitly or necessarily reflect nor represent the podcast's policies or views held by this podcast. The podcast or its channels cannot be held accountable for all or any views expressed on this podcast. And as always, listener's discretion is advised. Do you get when you get a 60 year old who becomes a millionaire? A swindling snake, conniving, lying <clears throat> fraudster. <laughs> Welcome to episode 34. 34. Mm-hmm. Barry, we at the door. There you go. You get it. <laughs> Barry Minkow. Is that how you pronounce it? I said Minko. We can go with that. Minko. What a dope. Born March 22nd, 1966, making him an Aries in Inglewood, California. In Inglewood, California? Inglewood. Compton, Long Beach, Inglewood. <laughs> <laughs> Look. <laughs> Inglewood, Wood. Eagle Eagle Wood. I used to think Sleep Dog is from uh No, he's from Long Beach, I believe. Oh, well, Barry from Barry. Barry, y'all gonna get that B More accent today, baby. Every time we say uh, Stop Burry. it, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> stop it, just stop. Just stop while you're here. Okay, so we're gonna go into a little early life about Barry, because Barry you said Barry. <laughs> you made me say it. Barry. Oh, that sounds like it's too Berry. much <laughs> Barry. Barry. Very white. Sorry. Oh my gosh. Okay. So we have Barry Minko today, and let's get into his story. So Barry was born to a Jewish family in the Rosinda area of San. Fernando Valley, and by the age of nine, his mother got him a job where she worked at a cleaning business, where she worked as a telemarketer, so this is basically the start where he started off at, so, but by the age of 16, y'all, he started his own carpet cleaning company called Z's Best. While he was still in high school, right. While he was still in high school, Cleveland High. Four. While Ramiya, um, Cleveland, Cleveland from a Cleveland show. (laughs) This is the Cleveland show. (laughs) I like that show. Okay, so and he started this business in his parents' garage with only three employees and four phones. And at the start, he relied heavily on his friends to get him from point A to point B to these cleaning jobs because he did not have a driver's license at all. So in the beginning, Barry struggled with the demands of the company and also with money. So, And this is basically because he was too young to sign off checks and stuff for his businesses. And he was also too young to... Um, signed binding contracts, mm-hmm. which, you know, usually parents control the bank accounts at that age. So he had a little trouble with that. But that wasn't it. He also was bombarded with customer complaints and demands for, um, for, for supplier goods. And he even had trouble making payroll. And you know what he did? What? <laughs> That's when he started stealing. Stealing, Robin stealing, 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 stealing it and robbing. <laughs> That's the intro song. <laughs> robbing and stealing. Or oh, an right, outro. No, from his grandmother. <laughs> from his grandmother, yes. That's messed up. That's, that is real messed up. 16, like, honestly, if I was... If my son wanted to start a business like right now and it wasn't yeah. going away... He wanted it to go. I'd be like, just still this, stay consistent. Don't yeah. worry about it. Da, 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 da. We'll figure it out. But he right. went straight to stealing from the family. That's crazy. Yeah. And not only did he steal money, he stole credit cards, jewelry, and even wrote bad checks, too. Mm-hmm. Mm. So he was starting out very young. Still. Did I steal anything at that age? You, if you did, it was probably a piece of candy. You know what I saw at that age? You know, back when you know boy bands was hot, I used to go to the store and take posters out the magazines and stuff in my coat. I, thought... I didn't steal the magazine. <laughs> I just took, ripped out the posters and put it in my coat. It'll put it on my wall. The feds coming for you now. They coming for me. They, I, I, <laughs> that's a what over twenty something year old secret. <laughs> they were, Twelve cents. <laughs> <laughs> So that was only the start, y'all. That's that's where it all started. But with help from a claim adjuster called Tom Pangit, or Pangit, is it a Tom Pangit or a Tom Pangit? Okay. So Barry forged documents claiming his carpet business was a part of a restoration project for Pangit's company. So he forged contracts to attract investors, and together, him and Tom created a fake business called Interstate Appraisal Services. Barry was able to expand Z's Carpet Company, that's his company he started when he was 16, to Southern California. So he was able to expand to Southern California, honey. Mm. Mm. So even though at the time the carpet business had been getting stellar reviews, so this is a couple you know, months, years later, it had been getting real good reviews, he still had trouble with the accounting part. Because even though the company was doing good, 86% of the company was this fake company. So the money that was coming in, he was basically laundering money from that fake company, which is crazy. So he stayed afloat by funds through multiple bank accounts and an elaborate check-kiting scheme. And by this time was the time around, he... Actually was graduating from high school in yeah. 1985. That was the best year, y'all. Let me tell you why it was the best year. Ooh. Hmm. I was born. Ooh. <laughs> but Barry Barry aka Miko. Minko <laughs> <Mico. laughs> devoted all his time to this business, even though he was short on cash uh-huh. and he was able to get loans from Jack Canton. Los Angeles businessman, and he was actually tied to organized crime. Yeah, so like, sir, what's he making friends you... with all these people that's helping him scam? you you running in the streets? How you how you he meeting up, 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 up with these the men sandwich. like that? <laughs> they all part of the same thing. So he met him in a circle of schemes. Lord, mm. well later, Canton, Catan. yes, he sued yeah. Burry. Burry. Barry." but not paying him his shares of the company's profit. Yeah. And I'm like, sir, you seriously going to sue him? Like, I'm pretty sure down that they know that there's they, a lawsuit. They're going to investigate you How too. How are you scam a scammer, scammer? <laughs> he scammed the <a> scammer. <laughs> oh, my god, That's crazy. So that means he around about 18 around this time because he graduated high school. So 17, 18, mm-hmm. maybe even 18. And the the suit was still working its way through the courts, so at the time of Kansas death in nineteen eighty seven, two years later, that's a long time. I mean yeah. that's a long time for that's two years. He said that yes, yeah, so I don't have to pay him no more. <laughs> the other organized crime because yeah, he turned became... up as Macau or oh, Barry. Uh Barry's advisor, which hold on. Hmm? what's going on? Okay, so he was Camp- a little mixed up there. No, Canton <laughs> passed away in right. 1987, right? Right. So the suit that was they were still working on, yeah, the lawsuit, it was through the courts at the time of right. the death. So other organized crime figures turned up as Macau's advisors. So yeah. so saying that you know. For, you know, I you know, can, I can, I can you is. know, he died, but I can <laughs> get in there. <laughs> so, yeah, because one of these scammers happened to be a securities fraud man by the name of Maurice Ryan. And this was in 1976. So, yes. this man got expurred, spurred. Yes. And he also became friends with, so, Robert. Vigiano was a jewel thief and a loan shark. And they would do it. And uh, what a loan shark is, they would do basically, they would get their money back by any means necessary. So that if that means they got to break unalive legs. you, break your legs, pull some teeth out, you know, take a finger off. Yes. Mail it somewhere to somebody. Yeah. To get the money. Right. They'll, they'll do it anything. And it's unlawful. So they'll do anything to get that money back. That's what a loan shark is. Mm-hmm. So Barry took mm-hmm. his company public in 1986. How old was you then? I was 100. <laughs> <laughs> and he ended up getting. Oh, no, I wasn't even one yet. In January 1986. A little, few months. It's... A little bean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so Barry ended up taking a business on the NASDA- NASDAQ <laughs> in 1986. So the auditors didn't visit the actual company so to remember the restoration company they didn't actually visit the restoration company which <laughs> that ended up coming back later on restoration because if so they would have an uncovered scam Barry actually at the time only owned 53 percent of his carpet business making him a millionaire overnight
1: once Fraudently. he put it <laughs>
0: right once he put it on a NASDAQ so in January of 1988, <laughs> we're approaching my born year, almost. He planned to sell one million shares of the business to actually go legit, so he wouldn't be doing any scams no more. Because by that time, he would have the money to make up for all that he lost. At least he would try. Dude. At least he tried. At least he but had still, some plans, but still, it wasn't all legitimate. Like it's going to catch right. up, right? Yeah, so in order to obtain more financing, he raised fifteen million dollars of capital through an IPO, which is a public offering, basically, for his company. So when investors wanted to inspect the offices, Mm-mm. what did he do, Cairo? He borrowed fake offices. Yes. For a tour, of an appraisal service. Yes. And using an incomplete building. Yes. To present this. And uh, Mark Morzo, Z's uh, best financial consultant, tricked the accountants. It's just like everybody right. is helping him out. circle of fraud is just yeah. going to dig you deeper. Right. So but- basically what that was, was... They was renting out fake business to make it see fake offices to make it seem like yeah, they even it's had real, fake documents and everything. Yes, and when I saw the document, he would even pay the front desk clerks like he would slip in money to say, Pretend like you know me when I walk in. Mm. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, and then the public officer closed in uh, December and Barry became the youngest person to leave the company. Through an IPO yep. in America's financial history. Yes. Off of lies and scams. Lies and stealing and robbing. But <laughs> That's going to be our new <laughs> intro, so we got to record that. Y'all don't take that. Don't take that. Don't do Just that. It's copyrighted, registered. Tired of people's taking my music. Copyright. <laughs> but uh, Barry launched a massive television a- advertising for the uh, pe- campaign Of Z's Best Carpet Cleaner. So he was out there. Did you see the commercial for that? He was like, this is Z's company. And we're here to give you the best superior carpet cleaning in the nation. He, he, He had a little suit. He had the cleaners in the back, making it look like, you know, <laughs> he was <laughs> legit the whole time he running the scheme behind the scenes. Yeah. And at this age, he was up there owning a Ferrari, BMW, yep. a mansion. Yeah. Uh, um, in one of the wealthiest places in the Woodland Hills. Yeah. Woodland Hills. <laughs> yeah, That's the wealthiest area of that. Mm. Right. And, and that was California, right? Yeah. And then there was like a um, the chief financial officer Charles Arlington. I was gonna say Arlington. That feels weird, Arlington. Arlington was accused of running up ninety one thousand fraudulent charges against customers mm. in his floors business. So it's yeah. like, okay, so it's kind of looking like, okay, you got this business and this is fraud. You working with this person? What's going on over there? Right, and. That's crazy. It feels like it's a whole it's organized a, crime. Yeah, basically. All together of Because he people keep helping them with different things. Yes. And they're also involved in other stuff. So um the guy, I guess is uh it's a I guess the guy, um Fashback, which I don't brother, the pair, um, a pair of short sellers uh-huh. learned that Barry still stood behind the guy yeah. Arrington, and they know, okay, they connected, they did for his investigation. Yeah. <laughs> and discovered that, uh, Beth claimed 7 million contract to clean carpets in Sacramento. We got cousins from there. Hey y'all. Hey. Uh-huh. Um, well they're not from there, but they live there. <laughs> Was um was most likely fraud and prompted. F- uh, fe- I want to say Freshback, <laughs> freshbuck Y'all don't know what's his first name, Freshbox, Feshbach. <laughs> short- so basically, yeah, they the shorted stocks. this. I was struggling with that name, and none of, of the uh, four companies. Outside directors had any experience running the public company, yeah. like they had no experience, they just they were just the doing investors, it. Yeah, right? So, y'all, by February 1987, Z's Best, the corporate company, was going for $18 a share. And this is to give y'all an overview at the time of 1987, it was going for $18 a share on the NASDAQ, which is a value over around $280 million. With and at the time, they had over 1,000. Thirty employees. So remember he started off with three employees. Now he they got a thousand thirty employees with offices in California, Arizona, Arizona. Arizona Arizona and Nevada. So even though the company was doing good commercially, it was still struggling financially. And Barry became and the hole from owing all these investors, because he keep bringing people in, like, you still owe people. Why did you keep bringing it in? restoration. Right, <laughs> right. Like, this ain't even real. So, he tried to join forces with Sears Carpet Company called Keyserve. So, the whole idea was, he wanted to join forces with them because they were about to be bought out by a British company. And so, basically, when they get sold... Z's company would basically look like it was the company they they were um it would be the existing company in here in the us. so mm-hmm. they basically Sears would be take be a part of Z's company Z's company would be part of Sears and as, the, back then, as the Sears new, was like the big. thing right that was the thing to be a part of Sears. so of course right before this went down though people started. Digging and seeing, like, uh, what's 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 going on behind the scenes. So right before that, though, Barry, right after this whole, you know, he's working to get this deal with Sears. He wanted even more. Soon, he claimed to want to take over this huge carpet company in the UK, and he even wanted to buy. Major League Baseball's team, Seattle Mariners. Oh, he was smelling himself because, yes. sir, all this stuff is fraud. You want to try to take over another company and out of the country, and you want to take over a uh, uh, Major League uh, team. Sir, sit down. Like, you owe all these people money. You need to pay attention to what fraud first. Get that taken care <laughs> of before you go try to buy teams. and You better get them cars oh, back. Oh, my gosh. You know how I feel like the baseball people, they not forgive it. The football people, NFL fans, they not forgiving. No, because that's their money. But they don't play that. So you mess up that team, because you imagine putting that team in a hole. You out there with dingy uniforms, Girl. can't afford equipment, trading. You need to give you them back. Because how far this could have went? Look for an apartment. Sell that big house. Look for our job. In the Woodland Hills. As, as the, the words of my best friend Fatima. a job. <laughs> you need to find a job your shit together. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so right before, like I said, right before the company joint forces, um, creditor, remember that credit cards he was using back for when he was stealing his, from his grandmama? <laughs> well, the debt, they came knocking for their money. They came knocking and the investors heard about this and they was like, uh, yeah, something, something not right. So Key served and that's the company that was about to join forces with him at Sears, actually put it on hold, put the deal on hold because they was like, uh-uh, something don't seem right. Also during this time, an employee of Z's Best said, they still charging me on my credit cards. It's fraudulent charges basically on my credit card and they keep charging me. So basically, what he was doing, he was stealing money. And I saw this in the documentary. He was still charging customers crazy amounts of money that wasn't for and their you know, service. A lot of fraudulent telemarketers do that too. Yes. They get caught up with that by mistake. Yes. And these were like, some of these people were like elderly. So mm-hmm. they didn't they realize that money yeah. was still coming out, big amounts was coming out. And well, this employee, I mean, this not employee, sorry, customer was fed up. And said, "I'm going to the news because you taking money out." So they went to the L.A. Times to reveal her story. And when I tell you, Z's best stock plummeted to only twenty eight percent, Plummeted it down eighty. Yeah, twenty eight percent. It says that he that he ran up seventy two thousand in fraud. And credit card charges. Yeah, like that. that's what they was coming at it for. He was stealing and robbing, robbing and stealing. Mm. <laughs> so, so after Keystone postponed the merger, soon a reporter, you know when reporters get in your business, it's about to be some mess. Because they they about to either spin the story for the worst or spin the <laughs> story for the best. Or so they about to really get down into the nitty gritty. Because what story were we doing Before the reporter, once the reporter found out... Girl, he was doing his research. (laughs) That was with that doctor. Yeah. Once that reporter came out, he was like, uh-uh, I'm taking him down. So, once the reporter... The reporter ended up finding evidence that Barry Carpet Restoration Jobs didn't exist and proved he didn't even have a license for large-scale business or work. Hold up now. Give me a second. He didn't even have a license. Give me a second. I got to get this together. Yeah. Did he have... Did he have, a like, a regular license for his business? I don't know. Oh, my God. But he didn't have it for that fake restoration business, remember? Because he was supposed to be doing projects. I don't think he had a business license ever. Y'all, and this story is going to keep getting worse. <laughs> we'll let you know. And this ain't even... A, right. Right. <laughs> So, Barry made a press conference claiming that the company is at where it's at and he blamed the auditors because remember those auditors from earlier that I said they didn't even go into the businesses excuse me they didn't even go into the businesses well mm-hmm. he blamed them for the wrongdoing claiming they didn't report it to SEC which is the Securities and Exchange Commission yeah so, so that's they-
1: what.
0: yeah. And then, uh, on July second, Bray abruptly resigned from his best, saying it was due to health reasons. Mm -hmm. But by this time, the company stocks had already fallen three point five. Sorry, three point fifty, um, a share, which is about eighty percent dropped. Um, yeah, eighty one percent drop. Yeah. And then he later revealed on. June 27th. Uh-huh. Six days earlier, the, the the independence law firm company had retained an investigation to allegations acts for the addresses for all the company's restoration jobs. And, you know, Bury already knew that. <laughs> right. It exists. And he decided to be like, I'm going to head out. I resign. Peace. Deuces. <laughs> and then later on, he told a member of the, his board that the insurance restoration business had been a sham. From the beginning. From the beginning. Yep. And you got all these people involved, sir. Yep. That's, you know, that part reminds me of Bernie Madoff because then he told his sons this has been a scam since the beginning. Mm-hmm. Once the heat got up. Yep. And it. And the thing about that is that I feel like Bernie felt really, really bad. I do. Yeah, I do feel sorry for but Bernie. But this guy didn't give a fuck. <laughs> he didn't give, no. <laughs> he didn't give two fucks. And, y'all, he put this, his his company, he started with 16. He put it down so bad. It got so bad to the point where he had to file Chapter 11 bankruptcy. That's crazy. So.
1: Were two- you talking
0: about Bernie Maynard? No. Oh, Barry. Barry, sorry. Yes. Barry and Barry. The story we doing today. <laughs> is carpet company got so bad that they had to file Chapter 11 bankruptcy. That was on July 6th. He sued. It was sued. Why can't I talk today? You can't talk. I can't talk. I can talk. Mm. You've been over there. I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> so. Two days later, the LAPD raided Barry's home and found evidence that the company was being used to launder drug profits what? for organized crime. Bitch, I feel like if I had a sound effect where did the, the big I'll be like I would use it. <laughs> Look, we just gonna make one. Something <laughs> told me, Something told me, I felt it in my soul. Mm-hmm. Drugs gotta be involved. Mm-hmm. Probably murdered, he was probably doing anything no he could to try to pay these people back. You know, they'll take any job they can. Give your damn cars back, sir. Go into a, an apartment. He had to put up the facade. These people will come <laughs> for you and try to kill you, these long sharks too. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, you're right. Oh, my God. I'm f- yeah. So, on January of 1988, Barry was indicted by a federal grand jury on 54 counts. Of racketeering, securities fraud, money laundering, embezzlement, tax evasion, and bank fraud. And he received two additional charges for mail fraud. You know what word I like? What? Racketeering. I like embezzlement. (laughs) You embezzling. Racketeer sound like a board game. (laughs) Racketeer reminds (laughs) me of horses and (laughs) racketeer. I don't know why. Some type of game racketeering, and also, y'all. Barry claimed that he was forced into this business, and he they said that he also um, admitted to dummy uh, companies too. Yeah, and he said he was forced in there by uh crime figures, so he was basically saying it was other people working. And he was only like basically like a pawn. Now who that remind who that um me of somebody? We said did that, somebody recently. It said the Oh, Ooh. shoot! I had it and I lost it. Somebody said that they was four. It was the one we did before we did the doctor, wasn't it? Ren, not Ronaldo. Wow. was it Ronaldo? Girl, it wasn't Ronaldo. It was, was it? Oh, uh, was it? It was Evaldez, Cause remember, <laughs> he he tried to he lie. Well, we don't know if he lied, but he said his wife couldn't have kids. But he tried to lie and say that he he was a part of a scheme. He didn't know what was going on with the stocks. Yeah, yeah. I still think he was lying about being forced. But <laughs> <laughs> so. On December 4th of 1988, he was found guilty on all counts. And in a March 1989, boop boop, that's what I was born. Well, I was born later on that year. You want to be included, don't you? You're not. He, <laughs> <laughs> so, he was sentenced to 25 years and with 5 years of probation and he was set to pay back 26 million dollars in restitution. And they said the sentence was a joke. <laughs> a slap yes, on the wrist. Yes, they was mad. Yes, because they said that was a slap on the wrist. That wasn't. A... Because they said somebody had manipulated the financial system. Yes. That SEC subsequently banned him from every servicing office mm-hmm. or the public company. Yeah. He served under seven. But if you think about know. it, he was only forced to pay back $25 million. Mm-hmm. Well he had ran up a bill of over five hundred, six hundred thousand I mean six hundred is you gonna get over six hundred thousand dollars. I mean, wait, six hundred thousand dollars. Six hundred million dollars. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that only something don't sound right. But he's even though he was sent star that time, he was the only served under seven and a half years. Yeah, yeah. And most of them was a federal correction institution in Inglewood. Long beat Inglewood. <laughs> so while in prison Barry claimed to have been a born again Christian and he became involved in the ministry <laughs> after his release in 1995 he became a pastor at Rocky Peaks in Chatsworth, California Pastor Barry Pastor Barry <laughs> <There's>... <laughs> Pastor, pastor Barry <laughs> <laughs> He thinking the same thing. I can't. So that same year, he wrote he wrote a book on his scams called "Clean Sweep." Mm. Clean Sweep. He have a nerve. Fix it, and look, let's still try to get some money out of people. And all, but this is a good thing. All the book's proceeds went to the victim. What's wrong with all books <laughs> proceeds went with to the victims? Why <laughs> did <laughs> that sound like I was drinking? You <laughs> been like you was drinking all day. <laughs> with the victim. <pickle. laughs> Y'all, <I'm sorry. laughs> I've been on vacation, so... She ain't with it. <laughs> I ain't with it. I haven't read nothing. Oh, my God. Okay. But I bet Besides you, this research. I bet you, even though... The proceeds went to the victims for repayment. I'm pretty sure that was he kept. Forced. Some. I'm pretty sure, yes. I'm pretty sure he probably snuck something back. Too. And it said his other debt is a seven million loan from yes. Union Bank, yes. And we've heard that in several of our other uh previous episodes. Of Union Bank and another bank, too. Union Bank and um, it's another one, Star for C. I'm like, why do you always, and it's always a foreign citizen's <laughs> bank. Citizen Bank. Is it Citizen Bank? Girl, I don't remember what it is, but I know it's a oh, big country. One of those big banks. It's yeah. not in the country. <laughs> union Bank and Citizens Bank, I think Say it's called. Say Union again? Union. <laughs> <Barry>. <laughs> the Union. The <laughs> Union. <laughs> so Barry became a pastor of Community Bible Church in San Diego. I lived in San Diego. I love it there. Oh, But soon after his arrival at church, yeah. members asked to, you know, X. Look into a money uh management firm down <laughs> hint, hint, in Orange County. Orange County. Orange County. Um suspecting that something was amiss. Right. What made him them ask the pastor to go down and look about this fraud? They probably say you did fraud. They w- you know what to look for. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is strange. Like, that is very strange. They probably, some they, people, look, well, they probably Some people really put their Faith in their pastor so true to put true. In, in the God, so they're probably like, "Oh, he's he's a changed, he's born again," and you know some we of the him. some of the people probably ain't really also looking to his background. They probably, probably just not. blindly probably following, right? In um, Barry, oh God, Barry, yeah. alerted the federal authorities who discovered that the firm was three hundred a three hundred million dollar pyramid scheme. Right, yeah. So he uncovered that uh he he claims to have uncovered a three hundred million dollar <laughs> it was me. Right. <laughs> it wasn't me, it was them. I found it wasn't me. But this is what gets me. He had a nerve to start up a fraud discovery institute. You no. Know so what? he put together his own fraud squad. To try to crack down on fraud, the irony and the nerve of him. You know what that reminds me of? What? I know it's kind of like dark, but it reminds me of like those people that like killed somebody. Yeah. And then like people are looking for that person. They have like a whole team that's like in the neighborhood that's like looking for the. And they come person, to them to look. And they like, oh, I'll help look. Will I? I've been wondering. Oh where they yes. Are. And they the one that killed them. Yes. That's what that reminds me of. Yes, because I listen to a lot of true crime podcasts and. The killer will literally Help be look, in a search party. Yeah. Like, I'm look at. I'm going investigate everybody. In and sometimes, you know, sometimes they be the main ones calling it, asking, did yeah. you find them yet? Did you find them yet? That's weird to me. That's because they were like, I wanted to be I done. They want to know what's going started. on. Yeah. Right. They didn't want to know the progress, how close they are, basically. So that's basically what he was doing. Like, yeah. let me go see what's going on, even though I did it. Right. So, basically, what he did is he started this company by going after, um, basically, the um, penny stock companies. where Which, it said that penny stock companies, usually, they have a lot. They are riddled with fraud. <laughs> That's what I'm Riddled. I hate that word. <laughs> Sounds disgusting. So, he got attention of media outlets like Wall Street Journal, Bloomberg, and more for doing this. The irony is crazy. So soon investors were paying him to go after larger companies. And Barry claimed to have uncovered over $1 billion of fraud there through his company. Oh, did he now? Claimed. Notice how I said claimed. So soon after that, Barry was accusing the companies that weren't even doing anything of fraud. And you know what happened? Barry's motives was brought into questioning by multiple news stories. Yeah, which concluded that <laughs> was well, shorting was shorting stocks before he released the report, and and you know in the public, <clears throat> according to San Diego Union-Tribune, Barry had engaged in this you know practice early in. the uh oh my God how do you say it? 2006. <laughs> it's the year two thousand six. Girl, help me! <laughs> oh my gosh! And like his critics accused him of engaging in short and um this sort. Why can't I talk today? <laughs> Basically saying that yeah he's done this before and. We got to yeah. watch out for him. Right, because he was not... At this point, he's known for fraud. Oh, my gosh. What? So, for instance, right? Barry accused Herbalife. You ever heard of Herbalife? Yeah, I heard of them. For, laundry, for a laundry list of issues. <laughs> yes, yeah, this is the company where I said he ruined their whole credibility. Yes. He bought the... He, Turned him to the ground so it would make him look good. That's crazy. And, it like, when I tell you, just, like, watching the documentary, that guy, he was pissed off at Barry for doing this. Because, of course, once you start speaking bad on the company, the stock's going to drop. And he wasn't able, they wasn't able to recover. And you know that Herbalife had to end up paying Barry $300,000. Yes, yep. Yeah, and it just like yeah, but they did ended up suing him. Yeah, for and defamation and for stock manipulation, because of course that caused his stock to drop. Cause so. it was even like on the website that like he was like dropping their stocks and everything right. like that. And He ended up making fifty thousand from shorting Herbalife stocks, and he continued to profit. Still scary. Short sales, yeah. Yeah, it it's crazy. It's crazy, right? So y'all might have thought <laughs> that's where it stopped. It just kept going. It still kept going. So in 2009, Barry had accused a major home building company called Lennar of massive fraud claiming irregularities in the company's off balance sheet basically their debt accounts where he claimed it was evidence for him to have claiming there was evidence that they was running a huge Ponzi scheme. And he also claimed to have taken out that the company took out a large fraudulent personal loan. He even went to YouTube and became, they accused him of becoming a corporate bully to them. And because of this, their stock went tumbling from $11.57 a share to $6.55 in just two weeks. Mm. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. And, of course, they sued him for this and claimed that they basically... Got a default judgment in this in claim Barry, which, which Barry ended up lying under oath, and he basically destroyed this business. He withheld evidence, he concealed witnesses, and deliberately tried to cover up misconduct in this case. And also, in um, well, on February twentieth, two thousand seven, mm-hmm. Barry also distributed. 500 page report to officials of SEC that you know the FBI and the IRS accusing USA NA of operating illegal pyramid schemes and on the day Moscow, I'm going to say Barry reported, report was released the USA NA shares had traded at $61.19 but by August, the shares price had tumbled to less than $35. And Barry mm-hmm. later acknowledged that he knew that he was shorting the shares and hoping it's that crazy. he would, you know, profit from the price stocks. That's crazy. It just, he's like dibbling and everything. Right. So just to keep y'all get y'all up to speed, basically what was happening was his business, this this FDI, the you know, his fraud division, he was basically trying to make it look good by accusing all these companies of fraud, and these are bigger companies that have credibility and they have a place on the NASDAQ. He basically, to make his company look good for him to get money, he will go after these big companies and claim, basically, destroy their credibility and cause their stocks to drop. But y'all might have thought that was it. In June of fourteenth of twenty eleven. KGTV in San Diego, San Diego <laughs> interviewed several members of Barry's former church who said that he swindled them. So one woman said that Barry asked her for $300,000 to help finance a movie about the uh, a redemption story, his redemption story. And on January 22nd, 2014, Barry pleaded guilty to one count each of a conspiracy to commit bank fraud, wire fraud, mail fraud, and to defraud the federal government. And he admitted to embezzling over $3 million in donations from Community Bible Church. Remember that church he was working at? Mm-hmm. He admitted and pled guilty to embezzling $3 million in donations between 2001. To 2011, he and there was evidence that he opened up unauthorized bank accounts on the church behalf, four signatures on church checks, diverted money from legitimate church accounts for his personal use, and charged unauthorized personal expenses on church credit cards. And he also concealed over eight hundred and ninety thousand dollars of income from. From the IRS. Girl, but did you know that in 2011, March 16th, this man, Barry, what he did? learned that there was going to be an investigation on him and he decided to resign as senior pastor of the Community Bible Church, saying in a letter that his congressional. Wait, say that again? He did what? He was going to resign. For the Bible Church, yeah, saying that uh, his w- saying that if he wrote a letter saying his confessions that he was no longer qualified as a pastor. Then, but six weeks earlier than that, yeah. fifty thousand dollars in cash and checks had been stolen. For the church, yes, yeah, from the church during a burglary. Quote unquote, oh, yeah, he course. the burglar, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he the burglar. And he admitted to staging that burglary. Hmm. Another one going after victims. Well, it got so bad that, you know what else he did? One of his victims was a widower who gave $75,000 to fund a hospital that he said he was going to build in Sudan to honor one the guy's wife. After she died of cancer and a woman who gave and it was also a woman who gave him $300,000 that were otherwise that wanted to help uh, raise money for her teenage granddaughter. Well, they never saw that money again because he took it. Damn. And in April 28th of 2014, a judge sentenced Barry to five years in prison, the maximum possible at the time. Because he got a plea bargain, and it will be served after he completes his sentence for securities fraud. So that he made an agreement on June the second that with a fe- federal prosecutor that um, he would pay three point four million in restitution. That will potentially be the amount of restitution he still owes to Lenore. And that's the company he accused of um, running the Ponzi scheme, Union Bank, and the people he scammed for his Z's carpet business. So altogether, he would have to pay $26 million in restitution. And the Z's best scam alone was large enough that he would be writing a restitution check for the rest of his life. Now I'm looking at his track record. It says, in 1988, he was arrested. Yes. And then he was released in 1995. And you at the time, he, said? Had, that's <laughs> <laughs> he had 26 million rest- restitutions to pay. Then got locked up again in 2011, released June 2019. But in 2011, it was like, well that's a lot. That was a lot of restitutions. And that was a lot of restitutions. And so it's just like, he he. Was- I- I don't understand. He just keep getting up. If um, you have to pay... I'm oh, sorry, y'all. Oh, Your stomach mind. is growling. You hungry? <laughs> until tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> it's is kind of like, uh, if you have to pay restitutions, and it's a large amount, and you get released, but then you get locked up again, and you got to pay even more restitutions... Why did they let you out again, like, out? You have to work to pay that off. That's probably why. You can't make that in jail. Pick up the trash, from the street. <laughs> <laughs> they make, like, what, 50 cents? Well, y'all, why did he end up being released June 6, 2019? But y'all must be wondering, what is this man up to? And what happened to his life. Well, they ended up making a film adaptation of his life in the movie called Con Man. So if y'all want to watch that, it was released in 2018. Yeah. And I actually had planned on seeing that before we did this research. But I just, you know, was looking up articles and documentaries. But, yeah. for But, you know, the movie ain't have good reviews either it was like a two star out of a yeah, yeah. so i don't know if it was and from what the re- review said look the boss was about the reviews <laughs> <laughs> the what from what the review said it said it was a lot of holes in the story that they had which his life was full of holes too like he was in and out of frauds um And it's hard to keep up with the track record of all the frauds because he probably ain't even know he probably ain't even know all the people he owed money to. It's crazy. And I'm trying to I was trying to find out like where he is now, what's he doing now. But the most recent thing I saw was from last year saying that he's a pastor, but that's inaccurate because that was at that church. (laughs) I was saying it before. Well, last year the beginning of the last year he actually the Discovery Plus actually uh, called him to do a three part docu-series called The King of Khan which was released last year and the series explored how Barry would invent, reinvent himself and get rich several different times which he did he started and then one scam started another one. And the y'all, now, what the what I watched was American Greed, his American Greed episode. This man looked like he had no remorse for his crimes at all. The He was dedicated to scamming people. Like, in the church, he didn't care about scamming people. He didn't care at all about anything. I mean, he, I didn't really have a wife and kids. Yeah, wife and kids. His sons graduated last year. Looks like he likes to work out. He got an Instagram. Ooh, he look... Ooh. I mean, he's older. He's still living his life off of money from movies and stuff. Imagine if he you needs, thought you would create scams and become famous. They need to force that to be paid Put that right to those people. people. I wonder Shoot. if that's paid off yet. I'll I would have been like, I'll let you make the movie of my story if you pay off all my restitution. If he was smart. Exactly. <laughs> mm, that's crazy. So what do y'all think? He got an 18-pack. <laughs> we looking through his Instagram. Yeah, <laughs> so, tell us what y'all think about this week's Scammer, Barry Minko. He was, like, basically, like, um, he was a little under Bernie Madoff, like, with Scam-wise. So, he was one of those big ones that, you know, they making movies and stuff off of him. Because then they make a movie based off Bernie Madoff, too, I believe. Because... Robert De Niro played, though. I'm thinking to myself, I don't think, because he did have a lot of charges. Who? Him, but I don't yeah. think he was the top one. I think that somebody had way more than him. It was Bernie Badoff. Yeah. But I'm saying he's up in that echelon of top fraudsters. Whew, that was a doozy. No one, not it? Something cleaning the buttermilk. No <laughs> <the> buttermilk. <laughs> tell us, tell us what you think about this case, cause this one was a wild one too. Like, like you had it set. If you would just would have stuck with your Z's carpet business and stuck with that instead of, he was basically had a life of Robin Peter to pay Paul. That's basically what that was. He kept trying to get money, get more money. And he knew how to get money. The investors, he also obviously knew how to persuade the investors to invest in his businesses, even if it was for scams. Um, I think he should have just continued to work on that one business and not get involved with loan sharks and uh, other sketchy people. And possibly maybe... And not scam... Business license. Right. And not scam his customers either. Like, if you charge $50 for cleaning per room, make sure you charge it for $50 and not $10,000. And don't be stealing from your grandmothers. Don't steal from grandmother. (laughs) I would put him in jail. He stole then from me. Not. I'll be the first. Look. You got to go, guys. <laughs> you got to learn what. Please, great mother. Look. Don't do it, great help. mother. <laughs> you got to go, son. <laughs> yeah, got to go. And I'm not putting money in your books because you already took it. <laughs> <laughs> so, that was it, y'all. We hope y'all enjoyed it. What would y'all do if y'all grandchild or a family member did some stuff like that? Like, would y'all report him? Because I would. I would feel bad, but I would definitely report him. I'm not going to feel bad because you wasn't feeling bad when you were stealing my money. I would so be I pissed off. Bills. That's for sure. I'd be pissed off. I'd be pissed off if I'm not feeling bad. You're going to jail. <laughs> <laughs> he did it. <laughs> i that right there. <laughs> It was him right there. It was him. It was Barry <laughs> Kyle, Minko. Macau, Minko. Bird. Well, you know where the fuck... Oh my fall- gosh, oh Bernie off Barry Minko. You didn't get that when I was saying that to you earlier? No. Yeah. That's crazy. What if he reincarnated himself and came back as a Girl, <laughs> there is no way. That man is going to come back as a full grown man. man. His spirit is... See the but it's crazy because Sorry, look at Bernie, Mado- Madoff, and Barry. Look at how Barry really didn't. What? Really ain't served no time, really? Came back out, did it again. Madoff. His sickness ended up taking him out before he could serve the rest of his time. But he wouldn't have served it all anyway in his lifetime because he got. Hundreds of years. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. How come he didn't get hundreds of years? His amount wasn't as much. We were talking about billions that Bernie made off. True. But still. And not that many people, even though he did ended up collecting people from what money from widowers and stealing it. No, no. Nobody really died as a result of his either, like Bernie's. I haven't heard of somebody digging through their trash cans. Maybe they didn't report those. Because if you're charging me <laughs> all this money, I'm going to pay you but one time, sir. Right. right. I'm finding you. You need to pay me back. Because I know some sharks. <laughs> <laughs> no, she doesn't. Not but me personally, no. <laughs> but... Y'all follow us anywhere on any platform at you had us at you had me at fraud. (laughs) Let me say it right. You had me at fraud (laughs) and subscribe to us and listen to us anywhere you listen to podcasts because we want everything and send us your scam stories to you had me at fraud at gmail.com because we are waiting to hear your story so we can read them to the people. And of course, everything is anonymous. So, Anonymous, anonymous. um, yeah, do we have any updates, any crimes, any swindles, any, you commit crimes lately? No? (laughs) no. I almost left the store the other day with a pack of water under my cart. You just out here And I may or know. may not have kept going. The FBI <laughs> water, magazine Because I feel like, let us know how you would feel about this. If you had something on your cart and you were already to your cart, unloading your groceries, and you realize, ooh, I forgot to scan this. Because I've done this a few times. you just So once, A few times I had this stuff in my head. Like, it would be something little like I picked up a chapstick to buy. And I realized that once I left the store, I still had it in, like clenched in my hand, not realizing. Would y'all go back in? Cause I feel like going back in is like worse. Now you got telling you left the spill. And how do you feel after you realize that you left? I feel a little guilty, but at the same time, I kept going because I was like, "Do I really want to go back in here?" You know, I hate to make this a race thing, but if you black and you come back in there saying you stole something. It could be much bigger than just... uh All I, is is, I was in my hand. I like to pay for this. We if looking this at the has cameras. Happened, if this happened a couple get times. Get banned from the store over a piece of... If this has happened a couple times. At different stores. Not, different stores. Over years, not just... Oh, so now you sound like a kleptomaniac. Over years, this has happened. Everybody had had this happen <laughs> multiple times, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I didn't go in intentionally to steal... But, like, they should warn you about the... Like, if you got a water underneath and you forget about it, they should be like, hey, you got water under there. You ain't scared of it. You're or something. Message, obviously. And, uh, and obviously. their alert ain't go off once I went out the door. So, who fun is that? You, not mine. <laughs> Imagine lugging a water back saying I didn't scan this. I just them. want y'all to know that this is not... Billion dollar corporations, they got the money. A two dollar pack of water isn't going to hurt a billion dollar corporation. they already overcharges us for stuff. For legal reasons, I'm going to actually stop talking. (laughs) (laughs) What would you do? You would go back? I have gone back in before. Sometimes it's like, okay, maybe I didn't realize it, but I have been times where I went back in. Not me. <laughs> <laughs> I probably have done it. A lot of stealing? No, one time I did have a thing of, of sunglasses in my hand. I was at, uh, remember Charlotte Roos? I had... When you drove off, did you drive off slowly? I Just didn't drive off. off. I was I, I was still <laughs> in a mall. I was still in the mall. And I had a. I walked out the store and realized, like, walking down a bit, I still had them in my hand. I did walk back and say, look, I forgot. Oh, so now... To give you these. And then I walk back out. <laughs> you ain't pay for me? So I don't even want these. Oh, I'll, I'll probably just put them back. Because <laughs> I didn't even realize I got them at that point. I'm slow. But yeah, if y'all got a situation like that, we would love to hear you all point of view. And we're going to end this by singing our... Stealing and robbing. Robbing and stealing. I said, right. You started off with robbing. Robin is stealing. Oh, Robin and stealing. Oh, stealing Robin, and Robin. Stealing. Robin stealing. my Glock. Of- <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, we done butchered the whole outro. Turn in next week. We got a good one for you. A good one. It's going to be a lot of laughs. I'm sorry. I'm going to laugh. I'm going to laugh too. Look. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to laugh too because this one is comical. It might not be as long, but I'm going to try to give y'all as much information as we can because I feel like this one is. This is up there with Dr. Love, I feel like. I feel like it's one of those. It's not as bad as Dr. Love. It's not as bad as Dr. Love, but it's comical. I think it's more embarrassing than Dr. Love. Yeah. Because... And I might add a series of that same type of... From maybe a couple different people. Because this has happened... Yeah, we should do that. Several different... Right. Because I've seen two major ones. That one and there's another one that happened with a very public figure. It was a guy that was doing it. <laughs> yeah, we say we're going to do that a long time ago. Yeah, so maybe we can mix those up and give y'all one whole full story. So I think that's what we're going to do. So stay tuned for next week's episode because it's going to be a comical one. So, do you have anything else? Good night. Good night. Bye. Good night. Bye.